Oh. Hey guys, I love I love this conversation so far. Um, one thing about this podcast that I mention every single time is I never know how it's going to, to begin. Mm-hmm. And what you, what I hope the audience has began to realize is they, they always meet us in the conversation. Yeah, yeah. we were yeah. talking before they got here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> before. Oh, but I think one thing one thing I hope they're realizing, but I'm realizing as well, is that we know a lot about each other here. Like we we've been in each other's lives for quite some time. Mm-hmm. I'd love for us to give them a bit of context on who we are and how we know each other. So I think a good a good way to begin is our first encounters with one another. Uh, I, um, oh, I can remember. Because so, I feel like I... <laughs> yeah. I remember. So as much as you can remember, remember. what is your first encounter and first impression of the first. person? <laughs> it's everyone in here. Yeah. So, okay. This is Tessa speaking. So, my first encounter with Abida was in 2020. Oh, hold on, Tessa. <laughs> tell, them, so, tell them your name and where you're from. Okay. Let's get into this. My name is Tessa and I'm from Ghana. <laughs> yes, Accra baby. Mm-hmm. But um, my first encounter with Abida was in 2020, the height of like COVID, the ans- when there was so much uncertainty about our AOU journeys, like when it will start. So they had been doing this thing where they would, um, they had put us in like weekly meetings of, um, like regional weekly meetings. So West African AOU admitted students. Um, so like the AOU RAs and stuff. Or no, um, this was this was. I think they did it with. People who they just like did it with people who fee, were already fee-paying fee students, okay. right? Okay. So with fee-paying students for the incoming class. Yeah. So we got to interact with like based on our region. So mm-hmm. and Abida was is from Nigeria. So she and I were in the same cohort for that those weekly meetings. And, and we talked on Wednesday. Yeah. No, Talon. That was because Talon was in Ghana yeah. at the time. So. Um, yeah, that's how we met. Um, we got to we're put in a group or something like that, and then I think one day I reached out or she reached. Out, I can't remember who reached out. <laughs> she texted me first, hey, and she I. Shot her show. Yeah. I remember like we just started talking, talking, and then I remember like at some point I can't remember all the things we spoke about, but I remember saying to my mom, "Mom, this is the me in Nigeria." Right now, I would not say that, no. but <laughs> then I would say that because that was, I think, the first time. I was more saying then. Apart from the at the time, I was very, I was close to only like four girls, where I had been in a space where COVID was making me realize I wanted to have relationships with people where we could have open conversations, because I was finding that in Ghana, like there were, there were not there were specific things people didn't want when uncomfortable talking, like how we have like, you know. We have conversations about everything. We take our time to unpack the things that we talk about. It's not, I, I, it's not like that in Ghana. Well, at least for me, that's not been my experience. So for me, apart from those three girls, like three, four, five girls that I was close to at the time, um, Abida was the first person. I was like, okay, this person, I can have conversations with that person, and these are conversations that open my mind and are force me to think. And it's not like. Yeah, like they they force you to think outside the box. That's it. That's mm. the thing. So yeah, I met Abida in twenty twenty, and I was I think I was the word is mesmerized because I was like oh, this is my friend. <laughs> I can't wait. 
used to die. We used to be we were like we were so crazy for AOU at the time. Oh my god! So we used to like count down. So we used to go online and like look at the pictures of our rooms and you know like, and, like things go like and that. Be like, oh my god, I'm going to get something like this. For Guys, my room. we were sims for AOU. Oh my hey, god! You want? <laughs> and then, uh, so like. <laughs> From, that's how our relationship began. So she's mm-hmm. the one person I knew apart from the person who introduced me to AOU. So that was the one person. Like that's my. She's been my first friend since I got here. Atida only. I've, Atida, I only know her through Abida, and today is the first time I've actually had like a mm. full Aww, encounter with her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's she's a great person. Like I, it's you know like those conversations or the people when you meet them, it's so easy. It's not you can't even tell you just met the person. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. how it is. That's how I felt today. Omina, I met mm-hmm. Omina in when we <laughs> when we got here finding the island, but I knew him because he um, what's it called? He was in a relationship with one of my best friends right now. So that's how I grew to know Omina. And then I grew to know him as a very outgoing person. And in the first time I met Omina, like first couple of instances I met Omina, I was very, very, you know, I want to say impressed with the courage you know his uh, his personality is able to capture you know like and it takes it's not a lot of people who can do that to get the attention and to keep the attention of people and with over the years like with boardroom banter and things i've just loved his ambition his ambitious mindset and his go-getter mindset he's like you know always thinking on the go it's like okay this is my situation right now and I'm going to make the best of those opportunities that I have. And I will do the best that I can to use those opportunities to grow myself. I love that. One of the things I think I applaud him for is his ability to walk up to anyone and just, you know, like if he needs to find somebody for his next boardroom banter podcast, he will not be shy. Omina is not shy, guys. I wish you could I'm more than shy. Like <laughs> <laughs> go up to this person, oh, like could we like I'm no, I've seen him do it. Like, could I put you for a chat? Is it possible for us to get like get on a call and discuss this? But I'm just like, I want to be like that. Like, mm. it's a very Guys, end the podcast. But we're done. We're done. We're done. <laughs> that's all I came yes. here for. Oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah. Cheers! Cheers! This is mm, yeah. So that's how I met the three people on this okay. podcast. Um, I mean, I could just speak to what begin from where, from how Tessa remembers your first encounter okay. and then go to other people. Okay, so this is so actually oh my god, this is actually crazy. Because um before I met Tessa, I already met Tessa. So I I stalk people a lot. And <laughs> before I quite met a Tessa, bit, quite yeah, a bit. For listeners, in case you didn't it, yeah. Um, emphasis on that a lot. <laughs> and when I, I met <laughs> when I met Tessa, we had like the first two weekly meetings. And we would talk like in the Zoom rooms, but never on WhatsApp. And I just thought, well, like, you know, when someone says something and like everybody else is thinking in like one way and then you're thinking in like a different way or like a bit more open about something. Right. And like a lot of the people that we met in like that beginning journey were very like wanting to be spoon fed type of people. Yeah. So I remember I used to feel like, you guys, if you just went on Google, you would be able to solve these problems yourself. Right. Or yeah. if you applied yourself, you would be able to solve ah. these problems. I used to be so Ooh, pissed off. And then there was only one other person who <laughs> I realized did not used to move like that. And that was Tessa. So after the first like two Zoom sessions as well, I was like, okay, you know what? Because 
let me tell you my um i think the word is like my confidence and like my self-esteem covid really like hits me hard but like bef- this was before it's like started really hitting hard was when i still had that confidence so i used to, i was i was like yeah i can talk to anyone so i went i texted this girl after i went to look for her on like instagram and i was like okay yeah and like I want to be friends with this girl. And I texted her and we talked. We talked about... I remember one of the things we talked about was stationery. Because I'm really into stationery. Yeah. And she's really into stationery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about erasable pens. Pleasure. We're talking about erasable pens <laughs> and scented crazy, erasers. And I was like... I, scented erasers. Scented erasers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scented erasers. And I was like, I want to be this girl's so friend. So, like, Tessa and I were even planning things like... How we're going to fly to Mauritius together. And, like... Yeah, over I like time we've had yeah, we've sure had, sitting right next to each other. We've had like <laughs> our phases, but like I'm so grateful because she's literally yeah. one of the best friends I have right now. She's literally so amazing. My entire family loves this girl, and like yeah, yeah. oh <laughs> uh, oh, but we fight, we fight. Yeah, oh we fight oh god, lot. we fight. Yeah. Um, Atida. So this is so funny. The first day I met Atida, I was at a friend's house. And it was nighttime and we were playing like games. And I remember like that day, like I didn't know, like I met Atida and like Atida's, um, I would say Titi, like Titi's like your best friend. friend, Yes. So I kind of knew her best friend and like, but I didn't know her best friend that well. So she was there with her best friend and her sister, Atida's sister, Maisha. And I remember like she and her sister were so quiet so I was like, and they already knew everybody else that was there. I was like the only person that they didn't know, I think. Or was it me and like someone else? So I was like, are they quiet because like of us? I don't know. And then every time I met her after then, Atida was like very, very quiet. And people always used to be, oh, she's not quiet. So I was like, does this girl not like me? And then a bunch of other stuff happened. So I was like, ah, oh, this girl probably does not like me. So I used to also just like respect myself and everything. Until... Um, I was asking TC like, I was like, do you think Atida does not like me? She was like, no, she's just quite shy when you first meet her and everything. So like, I kind of went out of my way to like, whenever I saw her to like, talk to her. And I don't know how we just got to a point where I would say like, we are friends now, right? And she helps me with like, my crushes or just like, very random things. So I think that was kind of like, how I met Atida in the beginning. I was like, ah, oh, this girl does not like me. What? No, it wasn't a party. It was that time we went to um, Morris House in, when she was in Flick that game night. Oh. <laughs> and yeah, so at the beginning, I was like, this girl that does not like me. She doesn't say a word. You guys, she would not say a word. So I was like, and the common denominator in all the times where she doesn't talk is I was there. So I'm like, but all it was is she you was hadn't just... seen her. Yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. Me and she was just basic. yeah. She was just like very very yeah. shy. And now I can identify with that because that happens to me too. But like, mm. and then how did I meet Omina? I remember. I so remember do you know the thing is? About... I did not remember this until like. So he told me about this, and I was like, no, I don't remember until like ending of last year. Mm. That's when I did remember. The first time I met Omina was during orientation week before Ikaze. Mm. We came to the beach. And Omina and I, like, I had a blanket type thing. So I was sitting on my blanket type thing and waiting for, like, because I was, like, really chilling with, like, Whitney during that period. And, like, she went somewhere and I didn't see her again. So I'm like, bro, where's, where's my handbag? Like, where's, he, where's she at? And then he came and he was like, oh, can I sit here? Because it started drizzling. I was like, yes, and we're under the trees. So I wasn't getting wet. And he sat and we talked for, like, I don't know how long a we talked. Omina is a very a great good, conversation. A good yeah. period of time. 
And then, like, I remember going away and I was like, oh my God, that was such an intelligent conversation. Yeah. Oh my God, this is the first person I'm talking to <laughs> Yes. Here. And I'm not feeling like, oh my God, I'm a total idiot. Like, oh my God, you can tell that this person is like super smart, but like, he didn't also make me feel like I'm dumb. Because yeah. that was the thing that used to happen. Like, the first week we were here, for the first three days, I used to go to my room every day at the end of like, sessions and cry because everybody was trying so hard to be like and like you talk to people and they would make you feel like d-u-m-b not even dumb they'll make you feel like you have to even spell it out so that you know what you, what you are i'm crying they used to like try, you, resonate, I, you resonate with that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and i used to feel like i like I i'm not supposed to be here so he was one of the first people that i spoke to and like literally did not make me feel like what are you doing here you don't know what you're here for and then See, you guys, let me tell you, also, during that period, I was having, like, a little bit of an identity crisis. So, after that day, I was like, I never spoke to him again for, like, the next two weeks. Like, if I see him, I start avoid him. <laughs> now, looking back, I really try to remember. All I can remember is, like, the effort I went into to avoid him. To avoid him. me. He wasn't the only one. I used to avoid him. There were, like, two other girls that I used to avoid. And Papa, I used to avoid Papa. Because the first time I met Papa, he was so nice to me. I was like, no. No way. <laughs> no, no way. Sus. <laughs> me like literally the first time i met him he was like why are you walking around without a mask you have to wear a mask okay and he was like do you have masks and i was like yes he was like okay if you don't if you ever need a mask just come to my room that's and i'll give you a mask let me tell you every other time after then the first two times i saw him i would just make sure that he sees that i have a mask i'm like hi it's me from that day i have a mask and then i would just start avoiding him outright if i was hanging out with people and they were like oh i don't know why i used to do that then now i look back i don't understand why i was doing that but i used to avoid him i used to I used to avoid quite a few people there. Um, and looking back, I had no reason. I'm just weird, I guess. <laughs> but I think over time, there have been periods where I talk to Mina and we're like friends. And then like, I'm not a consistent person. But I think like one thing I would say is like, he's a decent guy. <laughs> he's all right. He's not bad. So like, yeah, these yeah, are the three people. Um, these are the three people. Tessa, Tida, and Mina. We could call them the Ota or Ato. And what the what? It's she like just a funky tried to. She just tried to <laughs> Yeah. They completely failed. So, yeah. failed. They're not Miserably. bad people. They're great. They're great people, actually, you guys. They're great people. Atida, what okay. aspect of what Abida and Tessa have narrated in terms of the first interaction um, that you relate with or you can recall <laughs> and speak about? Okay, so with Tessa, I actually, this is our longest conversation. Yeah. <laughs> this is what's getting to know. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I also only learned about her like through Abida. I didn't really like know her. But like mm. also, I never really say I don't know people because I get pretty drunk. So like I meet people, <laughs> I meet people like three or four times before I really before meet you really people. meet them. Yeah. So um, like so with Tessa, yeah. Case in point. Yeah. Uh, yeah with Tessa um, this is the first time I met her mm-hmm. I knew of her through Abida but like I never really spoken to her um, with Abida I had seen her around for a while like <laughs> yeah it had been a while but like I also just like don't know how to make friends like mm-hmm. I just I don't know the logic behind it so I would see her and I'd be like oh she looks fun and I'd be like okay that's it <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> yeah like that was because also i would meet her and like like the reason why she's saying i'm quiet i met her like when i was sober but like in a very big group of people mm. and so i have quite a bit of social anxiety i can't just like you know be my outgoing self that everyone knows like in the club 
can um, I just say something? And like there were these times when I used to like if you were ever on campus and in Kevin's room, I would come into the room. Yes, and she would be so quiet. But like when I was leaving, she would always say bye. And I that thing is to follow me because I'm like, bro, what? conversation she'll probably say like one word or something like that or if someone like directed it to her but like if i was leaving <laughs> and she'd be like bye i'd be like ah <laughs> i'm getting so like <laughs> um yeah and then this year abira actually shot shot her shots right um when i did a questionnaire thing and she was like let's go out to eat and i was like i would love to but then it was during ramadan she was like she can't flirt in the but then it was during ramadan so we couldn't like meet up for like anything really mm-hmm. and then she left two seconds after ramadan and i was like oh okay <laughs> and then i had oh, to wait like six months <laughs> to finally meet her to finally meet be her, like hey her. let's go out <laughs> like let's go do something so now this this so this is us like recent. actually yeah like now and then like it just was like you know like it's just like it was very easy like literally the first time we hung out was like oh yeah we even then <laughs> extended the so like i ended up in her house yeah um hey she got you back to her house that yeah yeah right. the result out of this world like yeah <laughs> um listeners then, beware uh, please, please be aware, um, beware oh, about that please I know that I've spoken to you before. I can't remember, but I know that I have. Yeah, I remember. I'll tell you when. And but I've known of you for years. Like every time I go to the club, I know that I saw you. Like I saw and you then, well. <laughs> um, we. I feel like we started talking through like you'd always post like really interesting questions on your Instagram, like really like. Yeah, and I'm someone who really likes to have conversations. Yeah, you're very forthcoming with. Yeah, so I was always replying. I always had something to say. I just, <laughs> I would be like, yeah, actually, I have a reply for this. <laughs> That's how we started talking, yeah. and then we started talking when you weren't here. So then again, I had to wait a this thousand summer, months. Last, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be like, okay, now we can meet, and I feel like this is the first time that we're actually thinking. Mm. So this is also the longest conversation we've had in person. Yes. Me and Tessa, we're, we know each <laughs> so, other now. Yeah, we know you now. Um, yeah, otherwise, yeah, that's, yeah. Wow, that was, a, that was nice. That was a nice. Aren't you going to do your own on the first yeah, time? Yeah, how you mean? No, I am going to do mine. I thought she wanted um, to She's so amazing. <laughs> and I think, like, what I've just seen is I remember different things. Yeah. Um, so I'll start from my left. I'll start with Tessa. First time I met Tessa was in the Aksum, in like our residence um, kitchen. That first, I think it was like, it, it was the first week you were on campus. Oh, yeah. I was but, one of um, the last people. Like, Shafer was like, a bunch of these guys were there. Mm. Right. And I remember like, that's the first time I met you. Oh, Tessa from Ghana. I thought like that was really cool. And I read a very a very welcoming and homely kind of energy from you. Mm-hmm. And that has been consistent, like, all through. Like, you've always been very open to... It's true, guys. Yeah, and and your space as well. Um, so, yeah, that's the first encounter. And after, I think the encounters were really... Not just you, but <clears throat> you and a bunch of your friends. Yeah, space. Because, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, because I was in a relationship with your friend. Yeah. And so a lot of that, a lot of that is what guided a lot of my interactions. Yeah. Afterwards. Yeah. Um, Abida. <laughs> <laughs> the first conversation we had was in the upstairs cafeteria. And we were in some group thing, doing some games, and you're wearing your this denim onesie thing on top of your t-shirt. I still have it. I don't remember exactly what we spoke about. I remember it was like an instant click. And by the time we were sitting down for that conversation at the beach, it was, it was very easy to have a conversation with you. But then I feel like I also picked up on like the weird qualities you have. And not in a bad way. It's like, oh, I recognize. She's like, what's the word? If you say the word, I think you're going to say. No, it's like I'm a term. To if you say what I think you're going to say, it's like it's like unhinged. It's like unhinged. He has this thing. It's like uniquely weird. Oh my god! I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think you right now. Am I lying? Uniquely weird. He's so very... proud of himself for for that. By the way, he says it all the time. I feel like he has. Yeah, yeah but the word unique, unique weird. and weird come to mind when we think of you. So uniquely weird is it? Because yeah. when I feel like you, I'm going to report you guys to my mom. Anyway, we, 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 we meet on graduation and. Yeah, but I think non-existent I appreciated the fact that you were someone who I could have. A conversation with because it was still at the same time on campus where you're trying to maneuver the social environment and trying to look for a space that you gravitate to people that you gravitate to and can easily share space with and so you were someone who i felt like i could easily um share space with now there's something that i wanted to i remember thinking about it that day that we spoke like two weeks ago and i said i was going to mention it on this podcast do you remember the time you did an anonymous question tag on your instagram and there's someone who <laughs> who put the thing of if circumstances I wish circumstances circumstances were different and that we'd have had a chance to be better friends. Um, I think the circumstances is just tying into like what Tessa mentioned as well. <clears throat> and something I, I had a chat with someone on campus with a couple of weeks ago, and one like one thing that she was saying is with, with the campus that we're in, you really need to be mindful of the spaces mm. that you put yourself in very true because a lot that people read into and misunderstand and misinterpret when it comes to like our social environments now i think there's just an aspect of that that cuts across the board with whether it's our generation whether it's like universities all around and just like how people socialize and how we're socialized maneuvering social environments can be very difficult even like what atila you said about the social anxiety people not being not people not being able to understand when you step into a space, you're you're interacting with people with different personalities at the same mm-hmm. time. And so Atida might do something or not do something or not speak to you and you might interpret it a certain way when yeah. that's the, not necessarily the reality. Yeah. All time I'm and a conversation yeah. can fix can yeah. mm. you get me like a, oh my God, asking Tessa, a question. Tessa, oh my God, because the whole of twenty twenty two was Tessa on my case about the importance of conversation. And I have learned now I have learned now. Thank you for all the the efforts that you put into it. I say this to all my kids. The other one is sitting here. All you need to do is have a conversation. Because when you assume, it makes an ass of Of you and you. Yes, break the word assume into three different parts. My dad taught me that. I love that. Mm. And my grandma told me. My grandma says it's the worst kind of stupidity. So 
Yeah. Thank you, mommy. I love that. Yeah, and so I think there are a lot of people even now, I think like coming back this semester, I feel myself taking a bit of an extra step into trying to get to know people because like when do we know like the next time we're gonna be yeah. in such an environment with each other? Now Atida, hey, so hey. Um, <laughs> I think you were very connected with said of we've met each other before we met each other. Yeah. And let me take you back to the white, all white party that I did at <gasps> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> the reason I bring that up is it was in a period of time where <clears throat> campus was on lockdown. Right, mm-hmm. there was a COVID case. Everything was was all over. That morning, we got a a tip that they're going to lock down the campus that evening, and so whoever's going to the mall should buy the shopping and then come back knowing that you guys are going to be locked down here for a ish. week. Now that same weekend, we had an event and we'd already sold tickets to ALU guys, but not too many guys from Flick in the south. And so I remember. We were under the Songhai Bridge, me, mm-hmm. Roli, Yuri, trying to figure out what we're going to do. And these these two guys said, Boni, you, you decide. And for a quick second, I said, I don't need this kind of pressure right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was really like a decision up to me. And so the decision that we made is, we had some money in the bank, right? Mm-hmm. From these tickets. It's the first time I'm talking about the behind the scenes of, of that event. Um... We had some money that we got from the tickets and there's some costs that we were supposed to meet for the venue before the day of. And this was like, a, it was a Sunday, yeah? And so all this was happening on Friday because Friday is when the, the bus trip was happening. Yeah, yeah. And so we decided to pack our bags and go to GB, like La Cosette. Mm-hmm. And then see what we'll do from there. So we packed our bags. We knew, we like knew, to we not knew, stay on we campus. We knew we're not coming back to campus because there's no way they're, they're locking us down if we have an event. Yeah. And we're trying to build momentum for our next... Because like, there's no way we could cancel this event. Like, yeah. Because we said, hey, you guys will understand. But the guys from the South would say, mm, it's so main thing. And that was the first time you guys were interacting with our brand. Do you know, I wasn't going for that party until 30 minutes before we left. I wasn't going. <laughs> I got to... Um, my friend... Everyone was getting ready at my friend's place. And I got there and he was like, are you coming? And I was like, no, I really don't feel like it. And then along the way, I was like, oh, maybe I could go. And I didn't have white. Mm. So I was like, oh, I can't go because I don't have white. And people made a plan for me to get some white. To get some white clothes. Yeah. <laughs> In retrospect, I realized we should have done like two two colors. Oh, I wore white and black, but yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, the back was easy. But yeah, so we go to like, was that? With our suitcases, we're literally at the at the artisan with our suitcases there. And um it was me, Yuri, Roli, and three other ladies. And so we ended up getting an air rather getting a, a villa. A villa. Yeah. It wasn't even a villa, bro, it was some apartment. Mm-hmm. And then we that same evening we had a meeting with this venue on a local. So by the time we were going there for the meeting. We're telling her, hey, everything is good. Like, you know, we're all, all set for the event, but we knew we we're going to have to resell all those ADU tickets. And so shout out to Faz and Danny, because they really helped us mm. push tickets on mm-hmm. you guys' end. And so by the time guys were coming for this event, only Rokia, Audrey, myself, Angel, and Yuri were the ALU guys there, and Roli. 
the guys that filled up that place because it sold out because it was like a 50 capacity thing because of mm. covid and that was the first time i saw people I saw non-ILU guys come up to an Omian event mm. and really show up for the brand. Mm. And like, shout out to every single one of those people. Their photos are still on this laptop, you know, everything. <laughs> but yeah, that's one of the first times I interacted with, with, um, with Atida. Save for the other instances when, you know, we bump into each other in the middle of Sheree and, you know, because of our systems or whatever. Uh, but I think this summer was also the first time, aside mm. from the question tags, from the question tags, I I read the fact that you're very, you're a very intuitive person and someone mm. who's read, like really willing to engage. Um, but I think from what you guys have spoken about now, there's a question that comes to mind with regards to how we've each of us has interacted with the social environment here on the island. Are there some things that you guys feel? have either made it difficult for you to build relationships with one another or perhaps enabled. Um, and what I mean by that is, for example, my relationship situation may have hindered the way or made it difficult mm-hmm. because of that. Yeah. Are you, are you guys able to look at certain examples of that over the past three years, three or four years because I've been on the island and yeah. speak to that? I feel like it's not specifically the island Mm -hmm. but more of like a me thing like for example um i don't think um after i broke up with my ex it was very difficult for me to go to alu because Mm -hmm. i didn't have like a name by myself i was always so-and-so's girlfriend Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that like made it very difficult for me to like go to new spaces and try to introduce, introduce myself as Atida because people didn't know me as yeah. Atida. So that also just made it a bit difficult for me to like want to go out because yeah. it's just even there was also like with my best friend, she was a lot more a uh, lot more outgoing than me. So it was always, oh, what are you doing here by yourself? Oh, aren't you so-and-so's best friend? And I'm like, yeah, but I'm my own person. And, like, it's very difficult to build that brand when I already, like, because I'm always with certain people. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think for me, um, I wouldn't say the island, but also, like, maybe more of, like, a me person and maybe a little bit of the island. But even with my current close friendships, I always say to these guys that, like, you know, I'm okay. Like, now I'm very secure in it with them having other friends and things, like, you know, spending time with other people. But there was a time or a period where um, there are specific people, like, there's even one person's coming to mind right now where she's in my close friendship circle. But I felt like because my um, my values, my principles, my beliefs are different from hers, or, like, generally, diff- my values, my principles, my beliefs, the way I even behave, my personality is completely different from most people, right? So I always used to feel like because of that, people would not want to engage with me or, like, um, that would, maybe they would sort of, like, what's the word? Tone down or, like, mm. tone down the things they would mm. say in conversations. They wouldn't be as free mm. to be themselves in a conversation because of how my beliefs or, like, who I was as a person was. But when it comes to, like... So I felt like I got particularly close to um, my two house, my current housemates, yeah. because 
they gave me the space they were themselves regardless of um what who i was and where i come from and what i believe because we come from two different places and believe two different like different things you know mm. but they were able to be themselves and that i felt was a type of vulnerability that i grew to appreciate and it made me so free because as a person i can be very very closed off and hard to reach and i've been told this before mm. but with them it's so easy it I don't even think when I'm with them I'm just myself. They see sides of me that I don't believe any person has seen. But there's still some friendships even till date where I feel like um those friendships have suffered because um I still don't know the full extent of the full potential of that relationship because there's specific things or specific things I feel like are holding us back, mm. you know. Yeah, so it's unfortunate cuz um now like initially i was saying like i had friendships where i was like okay abida has other friends like maybe abida would prefer to um talk to this one other girl about specific things did you say like I, a um, jealous friend i wouldn't say that it was jealousy it was more of like is there something that i am not doing like as a person mm-hmm. like is there something that what is it that people cannot feel free enough to talk to me or to go oh, to me about have to go to other people other people yeah but then over time i got to learn that every you are a specific type of friend in every, for, for yeah. every person right so i can have like a friend i can you know do spontaneous activities with mm. that could be um maybe that could be for instance for nabila but maybe somebody who can be goofy and i can just be a complete goof off i don't have to be you know i can be childish with and things like that that could be abida you know things like that so in learning I to fix my brand no i gave an example no. can you come <laughs> you but like in giving like that though, learning that over time made me realize <laughs> that every you will not be close with everyone mm. you know you will not be they you have close friends and people you can talk to and people who know you for you but not everyone will be your i don't know for lack of english I person like i don't you, know if that makes sense you have friends for specific things yeah. yes yeah so i always used to go up think i i think i always came from a place previously where i was like okay each friend must be able to do all of the things for mm-hmm. me you know mm-hmm. but and if i can me as a person if i can even do all of these things for this person am i like defo- am i a defective friend you know mm-hmm. yeah so like now over time i've gone to realize okay yeah maybe in my life i am my my role is the mom friend i will that that's who i am mm-hmm. and i can't be the spontaneous i'm not the spontaneous type i need to be okay and be secure in knowing i'm not that person for this person and that's okay you know doesn't make them love me any less or you know it doesn't uh, reduce the value of our friendship or our relationship any less yeah sorry just like that on i think i also i'm not good at making friends so all my friends um i literally met them on the first day of school mm-hmm. on the <laughs> like with titi i met her she was my roommate i got to mauritius and they were like this is who you're living with and i was like perfect <laughs> And that's where our friendship started. Mm-hmm. With the rest of my friends... This is that Western University? This is a curtain. Sorry, curtain. yeah. Curtain University. Um, with the rest of my friends, I met them day, what, day two of orientation. And I was like, 
you guys don't know this yet, but you're about to be my four lifers. Like, <laughs> and like, literally they are like, we started together. We're literally finishing together the semester. Like those are my closest friends. Those are like my go-to friends. Mm. And I feel like it's also just because I don't like, I don't, I struggle. Not, I don't like, I struggle to make friends outside of other settings because like you're saying, you don't know what they're comfortable with. Mm. So it's a lot, especially like, if you have to meet them in a setting and like you know because it's different for people that you live with mm. they just have to see who you are yeah. like there's no two ways about <laughs> it but like when you're now going out to meet someone you're like practicing conversations what you can talk about and all those things because you don't want to cross boundaries and it takes a lot more time to reach that point rather than just like this is me, like, you can't even run from it because <laughs> tomorrow when you wake up, I'm going to be here. <laughs> yep. Which is, like, my friends and I, we lived in the same complex mm. and then we moved out and lived in separate houses and we still lived together. Mm. Then we moved out and lived in different buildings and we still lived together. Mm. So it's very much, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think for me, and I would probably give a bit of backstory to explain about how I view friendships on the island is like going to secondary school and I changed secondary schools a couple of times I would always get there after everyone had their friends mm-hmm. yeah I so I was never in a friend group I w- and because of that like everybody everybody would have formed their friend groups so the only people who wouldn't have friends are the super problematic people and nobody wants to be friends with the super problematic mm. people <laughs> So what I always had to do was learn how to be friends with everybody when they come into an environment, when they're like, like I just had to learn how to be everyone's friend in all the different schools I went to. So like upperclassmen, lowerclassmen, people in my year, be everybody's friend. Like, so you can hang out with anyone or be like literally. So everybody is like their friend. So like the every, like, yeah, we know I'll be there. And it was not because of like, cause I used to have like quite a bit of social anxiety even from then which has gradually gotten worse over time. But um, I just had to teach myself that when you get into an environment... So even, like, I used to, like, have conversations with, like, lunch ladies, cleaning ladies, drivers for the schools I was in. And people always used to be like, oh, why are you, like, talking to them? And I'll be like, yeah, we're friends. Mm-hmm. And literally, these people, like, they, they were my friends. These ladies who have, like, some of them even already having, like, grandkids and stuff... I would be talking to them about literally anything and everything because I was like, you just have to be friends with everybody because you don't have your own friends. Obviously, like in these different environments, I would end up having like that one friend, but at the end, I'm still everybody's friend. And then COVID happened. And um, during that COVID, it made me like very, very wary of like people because I realized a lot of the friendships that I had because it was a very tough time for me. And like, there were very, very few people that I could talk to. So, like, people would only remember that they me if they wanted to, like, tell me about what they're going through at home during that period or whatever. And, like, when I wanted to talk to my friends, they didn't have time for me because of their friends. Mm-hmm. So there were very, very few people that... And it just also... That's, I think that's what contributed to, like, my wariness with, even till now, of, like, people in general. And being able to maintain a friendship being hard for me because it's, like, I, like kind of got into a place where I was like, ah, like, you can be, you will be shortchanged, so you have to be very, very careful. Don't give too much. Don't do too much. And so coming here, 
I tried to be like everybody's friend. I tried to do that, mm. but I'd kind of forgotten how to do that. Mm. So it was in the first few these things, I was just happy to have a friend group, but at the same time, I was always scared of like, oh my god, they're going to drop me, which is which which is a very very if you're like a people pleaser, that's a very bad dynamic to put yourself into. It's because they're not doing anything that will make you think they are going to drop you. But in your but head, in your head you're like to the whole scenario. Like you have yeah. to be so careful. These people can drop you at any time. Yeah. And it was like, so I have to concentrate all my effort. So it was a very weird thing because like they'll be like, are you are you good? And I'm out here. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. But in my head, I'm like, oh my god, I just made the most terrible joke. They're gonna drop me right now, and stuff like that. And then that propelled me to find another friend group, mm-hmm. which did not necessarily was not necessarily a very good decision to have made, I guess. But and I think another thing is I've realized is like a lot of people on this island we have like our guard up. Yeah. Yeah. Because you hear all these stories or people tell you things and they're like, I don't want to get I don't want to get, you don't want to get involved yeah. in that. Yeah, and I don't yeah. want to get involved in the island mess. So you're very careful to like with who you make friends with, with how you talk to people. And I think generally I started catching on to that because like I'd go out and I'd see someone, right? And I'd be like I like this person just from seeing people from afar. I think I've been very good kind of of like the people that I see and I'm like after watching them, maybe like I see them like twice or something like that. So I go out to somewhere and I see someone and be like, I want to be that person's friend. Like even if we don't have like a deep friendship, I want us to have some sort of friendship. Because I just I just like this person. And like I would approach people and they would always find it very weird here. Like here especially, they would always find that very, very weird. So like you see people or even someone, you'd be like, you know what, I'm going to text this person. And you text them, especially like a girl. Like I'm sure a lot of them probably thought like, oh, why is she texting me? Mm. What does she want? That kind of thing. But there have, I think over time, there have been a few people that I have been very blessed that by trying to reach out to them, I've been able to make that friendship. But, and, and I do understand it though, the keeping your guard up. Because a lot of people are insane. To be yeah, frank, they're just the insane, word. and so it's you never know with people. You just always have to be extremely careful. So now I get that, but in the beginning, that also used to do things to me, like you know. But people yeah. are people, people. Yeah. So. 